0: Welcome to the Sports Garden Network Podcast, your source for sports entertainment, and incredible sports wagering intelligence. Welcome, sports fans. This is Wagering Week. I'm Tom Barton. That's right, we are Wagering Week. Facebook, Twitter, it is Sports Garden, G A R T E N. Hashtag S G N 855, the number four, G A R T E N is how you get in touch with us, iTunes, iHeartRadio, any of our fine syndicated affiliates. And today we have the NFL preview. Now, our NFL preview is going to be a little bit different show than everybody else's because I'm going to give you kind of my idea of the AFC, the NFC, who is coming down. I will give you a Super Bowl winner and MVP, but sprinkled in there, I'm going to give you the bets to make throughout the season and also things to watch out for. Now, these are not hard and fast rules, but I will give you certain Talking points, so to say, and keep this in the back of your mind. Week eight, maybe you go. Tom said something in preseason that I remember now. This is stuff that you start keeping a a backlog of. But we're gonna have fun today. It's the NFL preview. I hope you're excited, man. We are. We're here. It is. I mean, the NFL is upon us. Uh, It's not quite fall weather around the country, but football is here, and I'm pumped up, right? I mean, we are counting down the hours until the Thursday night game, and then Sunday full slate of games. I am seriously getting excited. So let's start it off. We have a big show today, and we got a lot to do. Start it off right away. AFC, we have the AFC East. And to me, this is one of the easier conferences in uh, the country. It really is. I know a lot of people believe that the Dolphins in New England are making strides, and I do as well. But I'm a believer that the Buffalo Bills are so much better than the field here. And that's where we'll start. Look, I have Buffalo. I'm not going to play around and, uh, you know, kind of tease you here. No, I have Buffalo winning this division and winning it rather handedly. I think that the Buffalo Bill schedule starts to really get pretty easy when you take out the highlight games that everybody wants to talk about. You start to look at the highlight games. Oh, they have to go to Tampa. They do. That's a tough game. To Kansas City. Oh, that's going to be a tough game as well. But they get to play Miami twice. They get to play New England twice. They get to play the Jets twice. Let's say they have a bad stretch there, and they're, they're going to go 4-2. and two. I mean, that's already 4-2. and two. They have Jacksonville. That's a win. They get Indy at home. They get Carolina at home. They get Atlanta at home. So their schedule, to me, looks Look, even Pittsburgh, they're more than a touchdown favorite in week one at home. Their schedule starts to look, and you go, you know, Is this a 10-win team, an 11-win team, 12, 13, 14? I'm looking at 14-win plus, where you could see one of my first automatic bets. Look, not only do I have the Bills to win this division, I know you're going to lay big odds, but I like them team total over. Team total over, depending on where you're shopping, you're going to get about 11. You know, you can get 11 and a half. It doesn't matter. I I see this as a 14-team win. I really like the Buffalo Bills this year, and I like what they've progressed to become. Stephon Diggs is a target monster. He's always had the talent. Now he's got the arm with him. I don't think Josh Allen takes a step back. I actually still think he has a step forward to go. And we watched that at times. He grew throughout the course of the season. This is a Buffalo Bills team that didn't have any running game last year. I think Singletary and Moss are going to be better. This is a Buffalo Bills team that had a lot of young pass rushers that are now you know, getting older in the league, presumably going to be better. I think McDermott could win games by himself. He's one of the most underrated coaches in the league. So to me, the Buffalo Bills team total over. I like Stephon Diggs. You know, you look at the eight touchdowns; he probably goes over that. And you can look at the yardage, like thirteen hundred and change. Yeah, he probably goes over that. I like the receptions, which is set depending on where you're looking in your books at about yeah hundred and three or so. I think he goes way over that. He's gonna he led the league last year in targets, and he could lead the league again this year in targets, which should push him over pretty well. Last year, I gave you before the year, Buffalo to make the playoffs at plus 350. You're not getting that this year, but they're certainly going to make the playoffs. But I also gave you Josh Allen to win the MVP last year. I'm pulling off of that. Um, I don't know if Allen is going to have to be as ridiculous as he was last season. Everything kind of came together with it, and and the fact that they had no running game really boosted him up. I don't think he runs as much this year because he's just becoming so prolific with the arm that he's got to start to trust his running backs a little bit more. So I'm not going in on the MVP, but it wouldn't shock me if he did win it. Just the price isn't quite there. So the Buffalo Bills there in first place. I'm going to go the other side here, and I'm going to say the New York Jets are in last place. Now, there are some things that I do like about the Jets, specifically Zach Wilson. I think Wilson is going to be fine. You know, and I look at Zach Wilson, and I go, you know, I'm looking at Zach Wilson, and I'm saying to myself, is there a, a spot to take advantage of? Yeah, there is. 21 and a half touchdowns is my spot. Last year, New York Jets quarterbacks threw for 16. 21 and a half touchdowns to me is a very attainable spot for Zach Wilson. I know Zach Wilson's going to have to run a little bit, but he's going to be behind in a lot of games. He's going to be throwing the ball. I wanted to go the jets under, but I think they have a couple of intriguing weapons. Tevin Coleman's intriguing enough. You know, Corey Davis is intriguing enough. They have a defense with Williams and whatnot. That could be intriguing enough. And I don't know what I'm going to get from Robert Sala, but I like him as a, as a guy, right? I think he's, He's that kind of rah-rah type of pump-up player that you, you, you know, players coach that you can get behind. But I don't know how much success he's going to have with this roster. I think the offensive line is weak. I think the secondary has some problems. Uh, the linebackers have some problems. Obviously, the the weapons that Zach Wilson's going to have is going to some problems. So I have the Jets in last place. But I do think that the Jets could go over their win total. But I lean the under. So that leaves second place. And then to me... This is also the battle between second place and third place that is razor thin. I also believe that this is going to be two teams battling for the wild card, and presumably whoever finishes second will probably get a wild card spot. That's between Miami and New England. Now, we'll look at New England, who I do believe made master strides. I think they made the right choice in Mac Jones. I I do not think that Mac Jones is a a offensive rookie of the year, though. And he's coming in at now number two odds. Should he have higher odds than Trey Lance? Yes. Should he have higher odds than uh, Justin Fields? Yes. Should he have higher odds than Trevor Lawrence? No. And if you're betting Mac Jones, you should be terrified of Trevor Lawrence. And that's why I'm not going near it. But I think he's got a good complement of players on it. Look. Smith and Henry, obviously, you got a crossing over the middle. I don't know if he's going to be Edelman and Welker and, and, you know, this group. But Jacoby Myers is going to be that slot receiver. And Harris is a really good running back behind him. The defense is going to get better just by being out there. Remember, a lot of these guys just kind of took off because of COVID. Now Belichick has his full complement of defense. New England will be better. I'm not touching the over-under, though, because it's a rookie quarterback. Miami, I don't know. You know, I'm in a spot with Miami where I have them finishing second here. I have them finishing second because I really like their head coach. I really like their defense. I feel like Tua needs a refresh here. I think Tua is a lot better than what we thought he was going to be, uh, than what we're talking about him being, but he's not quite good as what we maybe thought he was going to be. And that's okay to live in that kind of middle zone. His weapons are good. They're not great. Gazeki's a good tight end. Okay. The Parker Waddle combo and, and Will Fuller, they're good receivers. Not great. The offensive line is good. It's not great. Uh, Miles Gaskin's good. Not great. So the offense is good, which means the defense has to be very good. I think the defense can be very good, but we're not challenging Buffalo. So I'm not touching Miami or New England because while I believe in the Alabama boys, right? Jones and Tua. I don't fully believe in them this year. I don't fully believe that they could push for Buffalo, and I could see both of them imploding. I, I, I it's it's on the wall that both of them certainly can implode. I don't think either does. So you, as a division, Josh Allen potential MVP against rookie Mac Jones, rookie Zach Wilson, and Tua who didn't even play a full year. You know it's a no brainer there. I think that Miami gets a slight edge of over New England, but I will tell you this, a lot of that also has to do with, you know, you look at at what New England is, and, and I haven't really been able to put my finger on what they're going to become. They want to go the running game, and then they release Sony Michelle. They want to go the two tight end sets, and everything I saw from the two tight end sets really didn't produce in the preseason, but it's Bill Belichick. Preseason means nothing. New England's a tough team to go and and take a stab at. But I got Buffalo winning the division. Buffalo team total over. Um, A couple of those things there. And I do like Stephon Diggs for receptions and Zach Wilson touchdowns over. All right. AFC North. Let's move over here. Cleveland Browns, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati's the odd man out here. Cincinnati's on the bottom. I, I get it. Look, there's something interesting about Cincinnati. You guys can finally root for somebody. Joe Burrow is going to be really good. They still needed to draft Penny Sewell. And I'm going down. I'm going to die on this hill that Penny Sewell needed to be drafted, not Jamar Chase. Now, I'm not getting on Jamar Chase for dropping all these balls in preseason. Guy can't catch a cold. I get it. All right. Um, But it, it doesn't really matter to me. It's just the matter of I worry about Joe Burrow. I worry about Joe Burrow worrying about himself out there. And even if all goes right, does anybody feel confident in the Cincinnati coaching staff? Do you feel confident in the defense outside of Bates? You feel any confidence in Cincinnati's defense? I don't. So they could be explosive, but I have no confidence in Joe Mixon. I have no confidence in the defense. I have no confidence in the coaching staff. So I could like Burrow all I want. I could like Boyd and Higgins and, and even Chase all I want. There's just a, a massive talent gap after you get out of those guys. So Cincinnati's on the bottom rung. I think they probably go under. And I I know that a lot of tickets are coming in on Joe Burrow leading the league in passing yards. Look, he might lead in passing attempts, but guys, you got to remember, this is a guy coming off an injury. If Cincinnati's out of it, you think he even plays in Week 16, 17, you know? Is there a chance they could get re-injured? Too many variables for me to go near that. Pittsburgh's the other team that everyone uh, seems one way about. I'm going to go the other way. And, And Pittsburgh, everyone's down on them. And everybody's taking the under here. In order to go under, and I've mentioned this on the show before, in order to go under, Mike Tomlin has to do something that he's never done in his entire career, and that goes under five hundred. Pittsburgh has some problems, okay? I already took the Pittsburgh team total over. I can tell you that right now. I also took Najee Harris over eight touchdowns. I think it's the, the best play of the season, okay? I absolutely love it. So I've given those two. But let's look at Pittsburgh. They have some issues. Offensive line, going to be a sift. It's going to be a bad offensive line. You worry about Ben Roethlisberger's health. Yes, of course. They are relying upon a rookie running back. Yes, and they have a just an absolutely brutal schedule. Brutal schedule. But there are some positives. Number one, you have Mike Tomlin, who, like him or not, the guy wins. Okay, that, that's just flat out what it is. He wins football games. He doesn't lose. Then you have a defense that was a top five defense last year for most of the year was a top one or two defense has the ability to go do that again. TJ Watt should have won defensive MVP last year. He came up a little bit short this year. He's up among the rankings again. I won't bet against him. Make a Fitzpatrick another year there. I did push. I mean, they have defense, a defense that could finish number one overall. That's going to win you football games. Okay. Now you look at the offense. Najee Harris is an improvement. I I think he's going to be fantastic in this offense, even with a weak offensive line. Then you have the receiving core. I don't care if it was Duck Hodges throwing to this receiving core, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster. They're going to get this done. And then the question is Big Ben, right? I mean, we're writing Big Ben off uh, as if he should be benched. He's not that guy. It's just, can he stay upright? If Big Ben plays let's say 14 games this year they're going to be in these games he's still an effective quarterback he's not what he once was and he's on the lower tier of the uh, the grouping if we have you know 30 quarterbacks in the league he's in the bottom 15 maybe even the bottom 10 doesn't mean he can't win football games so i, I like pittsburgh but i i like him to squeak over that number nine ten wins nine ten wins usually gets you in the playoffs This division's tough, though. So you got Cleveland and Baltimore. You know, the Cleveland-Baltimore are kind of back and forth, has gone back and forth for me for a while. I know everybody's on Cleveland. Let's look at Baltimore, though. The Baltimore Ravens are a team that I I am cautiously optimistic about, and I'm a little concerned if I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan because there's a lot of chatter coming out that defensive coordinators really have gotten to know what Lamar Jackson's going to do. They, they have figured him out this year is kind of the conversation. And I, you, you could throw that away, and you go, okay, even if they figure him out a little bit, well, you got the running game. Now, all of a sudden, you're going from J.K. Dobbins to Gus Edwards. I like Gus Edwards. He's not J.K. Dobbins. Now, all of a sudden, you look at the injuries, and Hollywood Brown's injured, and, and, and you know anybody believe that Sammy Watkins is the guy, and, and Andrews has had drops all, all year last year, and now into training camp. These are concerns. They're team talent is undeniable. And their team defense is fantastic and their head coach is fantastic. But for me, in order for the Baltimore Ravens to go to the Super Bowl, to do huge things that they want to do during the Super Bowl window, the Baltimore Ravens have to get MVP quality out of Lamar Jackson. And I said it during his MVP year, we'll never see that again. We'll never see that again. And the one thing we do know about Lamar Jackson, as much as, you know what, you might like him, he's an outstanding athlete and all this stuff, until he wins the big game, I can't bet on him to win the big game. But I will say this. I do like over the 25 touchdown passes. He had 26 last year in a down year. Now all of a sudden they said, oh, we're going to throw it more, which means he's going to run less. So I, I like over the 26 touchdown passes there. But I think they come a little bit short, and I'm going to take Cleveland and win this division. I love Cleveland team total over. I, I, I'm i all over it. I won't take him to win the AFC North because anything could happen there, but I love Cleveland team total over. Cleveland's a team that if their name wasn't Cleveland – <laughs> right um i'd be all over them and i'm stopping short i know a lot of tickets are coming in on them going to the super bowl i'm stopping short here with the cleveland browns because cleveland is a team that for me is just a little bit short they they are they are still cleveland right so i love their head coach i love their running game nick chubb is fantastic forget about the other guy um Baker Mayfield is perfectly fine in this offense. The receivers are fine. The offensive line is the best offensive line in the game. You guys know how much I love offensive line. It is rated out as the best offensive line in the game. That that means something huge. Miles Garrett is the co-favorite or number two to Aaron Donald to win the defensive MVP award. I worry about their secondary a little. I worry about their linebackers slightly. There's just enough there to keep me away from saying Cleveland Brown Super Bowl, but there's not enough there to keep me away from saying Cleveland Browns, AFC North. Specifically, I would I would be all over Nick Chubb if Hunt was going to get hurt, but I can't really find any prop bets here. I'm not in on Miles Garrett because the odds aren't there. Could I see him winning it? Sure. But I also don't know if the NFL wants to give him that kind of award. And remember, guys vote on this. Uh, you know, A bad personality guy probably not going to win awards that you have to bet on. Um, I mean, that you have to uh, uh, bid on. So it's not something that i'm looking at as a good money making situation so i'm going to take cleveland to win this division but where i was fully confident in buffalo i'm not fully confident in. i'm taking cleveland to win the division but i'm taking it a little bit hesitant because i do think baltimore will re- be right there and it would not shock me to watch ben ben kind of you know find the fountain of youth the offensive line gel and pittsburgh be a thorn in their side that is the afc north Let's go to the AFC South, where there's so much intrigue in the North, in the South, not so much. Houston's a disaster. No, no need to even talk about them. I mean, honestly, I, I am on the team total under all day long. I'm not sure they win a game in a 17-game season. Let's say they get crazy and they win two. You are comfortably under. I love this under. There is no talent outside of Brandon Cooks on this team. Guys don't want to play. The defense is terrible. It's a new head coach. The offense is terrible. A new quarterback nothing to like about houston except i like the overs houston's defense is going to be bad and they're going to be throwing the ball give me the overs all day here jacksonville is a team i do like i put money on jacksonville to win this division i'm rolling the dice with it why because i find flaws in every other team now jacksonville's defense is going to be bad now i like miles jack but outside of that they're going to be bad that's a problem but their offense is absolutely stacked i think trevor lawrence is the guy wins the offensive rookie of the year I even threw a little bit on him winning the MVP. Look, stranger things have happened. It's a massive payout. I like Jones. I like the Lavishka Chenault. I like DJ Shark. I like Robinson behind him. I think the offensive line is competent. Everything that on offense I like about Jacksonville, I just don't like the defense. And I'm not sure how Urban Meyer is going to do. But in a weak division like this, with the odds that I could get, give me them. Indianapolis everybody was hot on India now with the Carson Wentz thing what's the Indianapolis situation look they are very well coached very well coached. uh Darius Leonard in the middle fantastic I think their defense can be uh, maybe a top five defense certainly top 10 and then you go to the offense offensive line second best in the league okay when they're healthy Quentin Nelson's the, the the healthy guy and he's the guy that the best offensive lineman in the league but they have no weapons for Carson Wentz outside of Jonathan Taylor And even Naima Hines is good. I don't like their tight ends. I don't like their wide receivers overly that much. And now you're asking Carson Wentz to be something I'm not sure he can be. Even hobbled and the offensive line hobbled. A lot of questions in Indy, so I'm not touching that. Tennessee is the other team. Before Wentz went down, uh, Indy was the favorite to win this division. Tennessee then flipped when Wentz went down. Then when Wentz came back, it's about even money. They're going back and forth. And everyone's excited about Tennessee. I heard people talking about Super Bowl for Tennessee. I'll give you this. Tennessee is a very well-coached team. King Henry, oh, sure. Let's talk about him, man. He's going to be phenomenal. Julio Jones, Brown, Tannehill. Oh, the offense is great. Here's the problem. There's no defense. This defense ranked 24th in the league last year. They didn't do anything to fix it. Nothing at all. They can be run on. They can be thrown on. This Tennessee defense is terrible. And, oh, by the way, I've gone out there and I have said, fantasy-wise, betting-wise, I'm taking the under, under, under on Derrick Henry because I think this is the year he hits the wall. Look, over the last two years, he's had more carries alone than three teams in the NFL. He's had more carries, when you include the playoffs, than five teams in the NFL. All their entire backfield. Guys in the NFL, in the history of the NFL, do not continue this workload. It just doesn't happen, okay? So is it maybe Derrick Henry gets injured? I'm not sure. Maybe it's not that he gets injured. Maybe it's just that they lessen his workload. Whatever the case, I'm going under all kinds of prop bets on Derrick Henry. And the same thing with Julio Jones. Julio Jones, chalk him up to miss four games. He'll be good when he's in there for his 14 games, 13 games. But chalk him up to lose. Yeah, you're going to lose him for a couple of games. So Tennessee, bad defense. Guys that I I think take a step back. Indianapolis, all kinds of questions on the offense, including the quarterback. Houston, disaster. Jacksonville's got a bad defense, but you're getting good odds. I'll take the Jaguars here in my completely crazy upset. All right, let's take a quick timeout. Come on back, finish up the AFC and get into the NFC right after this. Winning season returns at mybookie.ag, and it's time to get in on the action. First time players can get started by doubling your first deposit, giving you the firepower to add excitement to the games you love. College football odds boost, NFL lock of the season, and over $500,000 in contest prizes live on site to make this winning season your best ever with myBookie. With a historic 18-week schedule offering more action than ever before, you need a sportsbook casino that's reliable, and you won't find a better place than MyBookie. I know you're gonna bet this season, so do the smart thing. Sign up with MyBookie and use our promo code WAGERWEEK to get your first ever deposit match dollar per dollar. That's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using our promo code WAGERWEEK and making your first deposit. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, with my bookie. And now back to wintering week with Tom Barton. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get the gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you three to one odds. You're on. Right. What are the odds? What are the odds? Alright, guys, listen. What are the odds? Brings us which NFL team will have the best record? And you can get this: this is pretty good. Kansas City's three to one. Tampa Bay is plus four fifty. Buffalo's nine to one. San Francisco's twelve to one. Baltimore fourteen to one. Cleveland fifteen to one. The Rams sixteen to one. Seahawks and Packers are twenty to one. That is what are the odds? Now I gotta tell you that that's a fun bet, right? Because you, you're you're not only betting. On the team that you're going, yeah, look, I'm going to be back in this team. They have the best overall record. Look, I think you could throw Green Bay, Seattle away. You know, I'm not going anywhere near them. People are going to be on the Rams, but they're in a very tough division. Same thing with, like, Cleveland and Baltimore. You can't take them um, because they're in such a tough division. So, to me, this is Kansas City, Tampa Bay, or Buffalo. And Kansas City is going to be that team. I've watched... I watched the the odds out there. You could bet on Kansas City or Tampa Bay going undefeated. But you look at the schedules, man. Kansas City's got a little bit of a rough schedule. Buffalo, I just said to you, look, Buffalo is in the mix at nine to one, but Tampa Bay plus four fifty with the easy schedule in front of them might be worth a, a couple of bucks. Maybe, maybe throw a couple of bucks on that. Yeah, it, it's, it might be worth it. All right, let's go to that AFC West that I mentioned with Kansas City. I think is going to be a little bit tougher for them this year. We'll start it right off. Look, Kansas City's winning this division. I, I'm not going anything rogue or crazy here. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. I'm not worried about the fact that he didn't look good in the Super Bowl. I'm not worried uh, the fact that you know he had. He's got some questions all of a sudden now. Not at all. Look, he had a bad offensive line, and that's why I took Tampa Bay so heavily in the Super Bowl, specifically because I knew how bad his offensive line was. I knew how good the, the Tampa Bay defense was. That's what I, I explained here. I told every one of my members, right? Look, it, it, go after it. Kansas City fixed that. They fixed their offensive line. Now, I will say this. If you're nitpicking, and that's what we're doing with a team like Kansas City, they're, I'm going team total over. I like it. I'm going them winning this division. I like it. You know, uh, most people going on them to win the Super Bowl. I, I, I get it right? I'm not going to talk you out of it, but if we're nitpicking, which we do with teams like this, it's very difficult to climb the mountaintop three times in a row, which Kansas City would have to do. Um, It is also, we're we're looking at this Kansas City offense as Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill, and then other guys have to step up. But those other guys have to step up. You know, McCole Hardman has to become a number two. I'm not sure he's there. I'm not sure he's that guy. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was supposed to burst onto the scene, and he looked okay at times last year. But even Kansas City lost faith in him. What if he doesn't step up and they don't have a running game, right? Damian Williams isn't there as the, the back lock for him. And, you know, they signed Le'Veon Bellish. I mean, think about the idea that Kansas City didn't really have a running game, and they may not have one again. Nicole Hardman is there, number two, not Sammy Watkins. I mean, there are some issues if we want to And then, of course, the defense is always a worry. I like Kansas City overall. Obviously, well, coach. Obviously, the best quarterback in the league. I, I mean, there are obvious things to say about Kansas City. But there are some worry spots overall if you really wanted to go near it. But I, I'm not going anywhere near I'm not touching. By the way, any Patrick Mahomes prop play is well over inflated because there is the idea now. We have to start looking at Patrick Mahomes as maybe a guy that misses a game or two every year. Right? You know, a little banged up here and there. A little banged up. And the idea that if he is... Ah, Patrick Mahomes is like 80%. Maybe Andy Reid goes, that's nah, okay. You know what? Sit down. We want you at 100. They're almost going on the mentality of, you know what? Who cares? Just play for the playoffs. They're, they're, they're not going Lakers, Brooklyn Nets here, but they're almost at that spot. So it's something to pay attention to. The Chargers, for me, are the next closest team, and I know that it's the Chargers being the Chargers. And the Chargers, every year, seem to have the talent. I mean, I'm going back to the Damian Tomlinson years, right? The Chargers, every year, seem to have the talent. Every year, seem to be that team. Every year, I look at the roster, and every year, I go, yeah, but the Chargers are the Chargers, which means something happens along the way. Something unfortunate happens. Well, this Charger team does have a few things that you don't like about them because there is a lot to like. I'm a big Austin Eckler fan. Keenan Allen's top 10 receiver in the league. You look at uh, Justin Herbert. How can you not like this guy? Derwin James, the best safety in the league. He's coming back. Joey Bosa, maybe the best pass rusher. He's going to get defensive MVP votes. They're they're, they're very, very, very good across the board, and they got a better offensive line than they did last year. There are some problems, though, and this is why I don't think they can really compete with the Chiefs, and this is why I'm not taking them to go team total over because Justin Herbert now is learning – his third offense in three years right coming out of college had that offense last year's offense now brand new head coach brand new offense I don't care how talented you are as a rookie that's tough it's a lot of verbiage. It's a lot of it, that that's a tough situation they also don't have a bell cow back tell me all you want about Austin Eckler and his great workout videos and everything else but the guy is not a hand him the ball 20 times inside the numbers guy and a guy so they're gonna have to lean on a guy like Justin Jackson um Kelly looked uh, like terrible last year so I worry about that a little bit. And then defensively. Look, they lost Ingram. They lost a couple of players. I think the Chargers are a very good team on paper. I worry about a first-year head coach. I worry about a new system with such a young kid like uh, Justin Herbert. I worry about the lack of an inside running game. That keeps me away from really believing that this is a team that could actually compete with the Chiefs. But I do like the Chargers overall this year. I think they'll push for a wild-card spot. That leaves Denver and the Raiders... And I'm giving the advantage here to Denver. Okay. I know Teddy Bridgewater, by the way, out of a betting angle, Teddy Bridgewater plus money, take it all day. Teddy Bridgewater at home plus money, like one of the best bets in history. Yeah. I mean, honestly. So I'm going to continue that streak. I like Denver's running backs. I like Williams. I like Gordon. I like their receivers. Judy and Sutton and Fant, fantastic. Their defense is going to be good. I like what they are doing there. And this can be a very surprising team if Teddy Bridgewater could keep it under. But I think we know what Teddy Bridgewater is. Teddy Bridgewater is a guy that's going to be solid. He's going to be solid. He's not going and winning divisions. He's not pushing Patrick Mahomes. Okay, but he's going to be solid. Then you go to the Raiders. I I, I actually don't mind the job Gruden's doing. Okay? Um, I actually don't mind what Derek Carr is doing. Waller's fantastic. I don't think he has quite the year that he had last year, but Waller's fantastic. The problem is this. Their defense is is just a disaster. And I don't think they got any better. Okay, they're using draft picks on guys. that I'm questioning their draft picks. I'm questioning their situations. I don't like it. So I got Kansas City winning here. Um, I'm not touching the team total uh, over. I would lean the over, but I know it's a little inflated and everything on Kansas City seems a little inflated here. The Chargers, again, I'm not going near it because I, I I have them there, but I can see them struggling, especially early on. Denver, I would look to that team total over, but I think the market caught, sort of caught up here, especially with that Rodgers news. And then the Raiders are in last place. I don't see much there. I think Waller takes a little bit of a step back. Uh, look, he's still going to be a top three receiver in the league, uh, tight end in the league, but I think he takes a, a small step back just because they're going to distribute it around a little bit differently. So that's where I'm looking at for the AFC West. Overall, guys, look, Buffalo, Cleveland, Jacksonville, Kansas City. So where are my wild card teams? Well, it comes down to it. Look, I'm giving Baltimore one of them. I don't think anybody comes out of the South. So you're talking about, is it the Chargers, New England, Miami? They're all kind of in the mix, and I'm not betting on any of it. When we go deeper into the playoffs – It's a three-team race if you want to include Cleveland, but I don't think Cleveland's quite there yet. Like I said, Lamar Jackson can't do it. Look, I got Buffalo against Kansas City yet again. Um, Last year, I I saw this coming. This year, I kind of see this coming, except this year I do believe is the year that Josh Allen topples Patrick Mahomes. I think Josh Allen will have a better record, so they're going to have to travel to Buffalo and I think that Josh Allen's legs late in the season might be the difference maker. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills to go to the Super Bowl. All right, let's go to the NFC. NFC least. Oh, yeah. And and keep calling me and, and telling me that it's not the NFC least. It really is. And I, I actually don't mind some of these teams. But look, there's, this is a bad division. We know that. We'll start at the bottom. I think the Eagles are in a bad shape. I'm not believing in Jalen Hurts that – 50 some odd percentage, completion percentage. It worries me. It worried me with Cam Newton. Look, the guy won an MVP. It worried me with Lamar Jackson. The guy won an MVP. So maybe I'll be wrong here, right? But Cam Newton didn't get a Super Bowl, neither did Lamar Jackson. And they also fell off the map pretty quickly. You gotta have a completion percentage. Look at that's why Mac Jones just won the job because he was so accurate. You gotta be accurate. Okay. And Jalen Hurts isn't accurate. Jalen Ertz also doesn't have a lot of targets to be accurate to. Sure, he can throw it to Dallas Goddard and uh, Zach Ertz all day. I don't believe in Devontae Smith can stay healthy, and I'm not sure what separation he's going to have in the pros. Offensive line is a little bit weak. Not sure I believe in Miles Sanders, who now all of a sudden has the drops. He's coming out of the backfield. Uh, Philly's uh, not a team that I'm going anywhere near. New York Giants. Not a team I'm going anywhere near. The Giants have some talent. And if everything fell together, look, if Saquon was completely healthy, all right. If uh, all of a sudden you look at Kenny Galladay and he didn't have injuries, oh, okay, wait a minute. Evan Ingram could catch for once. Oh, wait, Darius Slayton's interesting. Defensively, they got some players there. Okay, you know, you could get a little excited about the Giants and then worry about Daniel Jones. The problem is Daniel Jones could be very accurate, but if he's throwing the ball basically to nobodies, which might be the case, I can't believe that Saquon Barkley is going to stay healthy the entire year. I can't believe Kenny Golladay is going to stay healthy the entire year. I can't believe that Evan Ingram's all of a sudden going to start catching balls that he's been bobbling for the last three years. I can't believe these things, so I can't believe the New York Giants. Now we go to the two teams. Everyone's on the Dallas Cowboys, right? Dallas, everything. Everybody loves Dallas. Um, while we look at the Dallas Cowboys, and you see everyone focusing on Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott, and how's his shoulder? How's his arm? What's he doing? How's his health? Uh, Listen, I'm going to tell you, Dak Prescott could be 100% healthy. I still don't like Dallas. I still don't. I I like Dak Prescott. Okay, I do. I like the offensive line, and it's going to be good. I like Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, yeah. I like Lamb. I, I even like Gallup and Cooper, Jarwin. The offense is not a problem, but the defense is still terrible. And don't tell me that getting Micah Parsons is all of a sudden going to correct this because they've always had good middle linebackers. Dallas is poorly coached. Dallas has a bad defense and Dallas has a questionable, healthy quarterback. If you tell me that they are Dak Prescott is hundred percent healthy, maybe they could outscore everybody from a betting perspective. I'm looking to take the overs all day with Dallas, but I'm not taking them to win this division because I don't believe in their defense. And I'm not sure Dak plays 17 games, which brings me to Washington. What I know about Washington is everything that I like about Washington. Here's what I know. Ron Rivera is a fantastic coach. Best coach in this division, by far. Okay, I'll take that. Washington has the best defensive player, maybe in the league. He's the guy that I'm taking to win the defensive MVP at 10-1 to odds, Chase Young. There you go. Best in this division, by far. They have the best defense in the division because they also have sweat. They have have other players. Washington has the best head coach in this division. Washington has the best defense in this division. Washington has the best defensive player in this division. Okay, let's look at the offensive side of the ball, which... Maybe was a little bit of an Achilles heel. I don't think that I, anymore. Look, I think they solved a lot of that. Offensive line? Their offensive line is better than the Giants. is better than Philly. Okay? Their running back Gibson, it, look, Gibson is right there. He's he's an explosive player. He could be phenomenal this year, and I think he really will be. You look at outside, Terry McLaren. Terry McLaren, outside of, uh, uh, of Dallas, is probably the best wide receiver in this division. I think he's better than the Eagles and Giants have. Then they added... Him another weapon, so it's all about Ryan Fitzpatrick. And the reality is, look, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is better than Jalen Hurts. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is better than Daniel Jones. So it, it, this is Washington against Dallas, where Dallas has the offense, but it's not that huge of a gap. Washington clearly has the defense, where I think it's a massive gap, and the head coaching. So I'm I'm taking Washington here, guys. I know I'm pretty high on Washington, but I'm taking the football team. All right, let's go to the NFC North. NFC North. Look, lowly Detroit is going to be bad. I think that they are going to uh, be one of the worst teams in the league. Probably not worse than Houston. But you know what? You'll be picking number two maybe, number three overall, somewhere in there. Detroit, I don't believe in Jared Goff, never did. I don't even really believe in Swift, who everybody likes. I like Hawkinson, but he's going to be the only guy there, unless you believe in Tyrell Williams is getting the ball. Their offensive line is better than I thought it was going to be. Um, but all of a sudden you, you, you draft a guy like Penny Sewell and you're playing him out of position. That speaks to the head coach who I have no confidence in and the defense who I have no confidence in. So I'll take Detroit under for quite a bit. And guys, no, I'm not taking over. People are all over Swift. Well, he's the only weapon. I'm not taking the over there. Go look at the history of Detroit Lions running backs and find the last guy that went for 1,000 yards. Forget about even 1,000 yards. They're going for like 800, 900. It's been a long time. They just don't run the ball effectively in Detroit. A bad offensive line. I don't see them doing it again here. If you want to take a stab at something, maybe Hawkinson uh, you know, over touchdowns because he's a red zone target. Maybe, but I'm not taking anything there. The Chicago Bears are next, and I want to tell you that the Chicago Bears can compete for this division. I want to say that. I have no confidence in Matt Nagy. And it's not because he's not starting Justin Fields in game one. I told you from the minute that the speculation was there, they will never start Justin Fields, the new franchise guy, the guy everyone's excited about, on the road, on prime time, uh, you know, against Aaron Donald and that defense. It's not happening. But I don't know when he's going to come in. And I don't care how good Andy Dalton is. It's just almost the infusion to the fans and to the players. If I knew that Justin Fields was starting in game two, I would probably take the Bears to push for the division. I think he's gonna probably sit until about game five or six. And if it's five or six, all of a sudden I think the Bears are out of this thing. They have a lot of talent. Look, Allen Robinson still a top ten receiver in the league. Montgomery looked good last year. And I love Damian Williams backing him up. By the way, you want a, a, a real deep sleeper. It, find, find a sports book that wants to give you over for rushing yards on Damian Williams and over for touchdowns on Damian Williams. Bam, there you go. Allen Robinson gonna be solid. The offensive line is fine. The defense needs to re-step back up. Roquan Smith might win defensive MVP. All the guy does is make tackles. If he starts getting those interceptions and knockdowns, watch Roquan Smith all of a sudden skyrocket up. But I don't like the fact they got rid of Will Fuller, I mean uh, uh, Kevin Fuller, who they had to, okay, because of cap reasons, because they're holding Nick Foles. Ridiculous. So I don't love their secondary Um, the Bears are a team that could do really good things, but they need that spark. That spark is Justin Fields. I'm not taking any prop plays on Justin Fields because I don't trust Matt Nagy to put him in when the Bears need him in there. So that leaves Minnesota and Green Bay, and everybody's on Green Bay, and I can't disagree here. Look, I I would love to give you the argument about Minnesota, and Minnesota has it. I like Kirk Cousins. Dalvin Cook's going to be a monster even if he misses two or three games. Uh, Jefferson and Thielen, but outside of that, they don't really have much. The offensive line is weak. The defense, I like Zimmer, but I don't believe in it. You're asking a lot, and it, they can't sustain any kind of bang-up. If Kirk Cousins goes down for, you know, two weeks, they're done, okay? Justin Jefferson goes down for two weeks, they're done. Dalvin Cook misses three old games. I, I like Madison, but they're done. So there's no room for error with Minnesota, which is why you can't go anywhere near this. Even with the Dalvin Cook thing, oh, you know what? Uh, Prop plays, no, 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 I'm not going anywhere near Dalva Cook prop plays because the guy just misses time. He's just that guy, okay? Which brings me back to Green Bay. I'm not taking them to win the division because there is so much drama going on. There is the one side of the argument where Aaron Rodgers is coming back. It's the last dance. He wants to throw it in people's faces. He wants to show them, watch this, watch what we do. Ha, ha, ha. I'm going to dominate. You have all that. But this could go the other way. And I think it might. Where Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's not going to die for that one yard when they need it. Well, why? I'm going to be playing Denver next year, right? I'm not going to go out there and and be that good teammate. I'm just going to target Devontae Adams all day long. Because me and him, it's me and him against the world. By the way, love the, the prop place for Devontae Adams. Um, Aaron Rodgers, you know what? Ah, my shoulder hurts a little bit. Ah, I'm not going to play for the next two games. All of this is speculation, but it certainly could go that way. Besides that... I like Aaron Jones. I like Aaron Jones prop plays all day long. I know A.J. Dillon might come in and steal some uh, touchdowns, but as far as yards, uh, carries, things like that, Aaron Jones is vastly underrated in an offense that is talking about nothing but Aaron Rodgers. Their offensive line is really good. I'd put him in the top five in the league. You could argue into the top three. Their defense worries me a little bit, but it is really the the mindset. The one thing about the Green Bay Packers you think about was last year their team total was nine. Uh, well, the, the year... Before that, it was 11, 13 and three two years in a row. And now all of a sudden, you like the team total over. It makes a lot of sense if you believe in Aaron Rodgers, and so many people do. I'm just not believing that you can go about and have this crazy, I mean, absolutely crazy, just a drama, soap opera type situation, all of a sudden, just dissipate. I don't think that's going to happen, and the team's going to gel really well. So can they win the division? Yeah, I have them win the division. I just don't have them doing big things because I do worry about the Aaron Rodgers factor, which worries me. And Aaron Rodgers, he's got his eyes set on Denver. He's got his eyes set on the future. We know that. Which brings us to Bet to the Future. We're sending you back to the future. Okay, all right. Bet, Bet to, back the, to future. the Future. future. Bet to the future. All right, guys, let's talk about the MVP. Patrick Mahomes four to one. Rogers seven to one. Allen eight to one. Prescott thirteen to one. Jackson fourteen to one. Murray fifteen to one. Brady was sixteen to one. You can still catch him at about twelve to one, even ten to one. He's all over the road. Stafford seventeen to one. He's gone all over the road too. You can get him all, all the way down at twelve to one. Try to get that seventeen if it's out there. Herbert and Wilson about eighteen to one. Baker Mayfield twenty five to one. Henry Ryan. Tannehill, Cousins, McCaffrey, Watson, Burrow, all anywhere between 35 to 40 to 50 to 1. That is bet to the future. It's funny where all these uh, MVP lines are going all over the place. Brady was interesting because Brady was, was 17 to 1. Then he went all the way down to 15 to 1. Very quickly went to 12 to 1. I saw him all the way down to 8 to 1. Then he bounced back up. And he went crazy all the way. Oh, here we go. You know, I mean, it's an interesting one. Um, I will tell you from a betting perspective here, guys, there's been some big bets on Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield opened up at 40 to one, and he got a couple of $5,000 bets quickly, went down to 20 to one and got a couple of big $10,000 bets. Um, So people went in on Baker. I think it's a terrible, terrible move, by the way, because he's just... He's not going to be asked to do much. I mean, he, he's in a running offense. The biggest liability, obviously, um, is Patrick Mahomes. In some sports books, uh, he's up to like 40% of, of their handle where everyone's going in on Mahomes. So it depends on if you if you really want the MVP. It depends on uh, where you're going. Look, I told you, last year I gave you guys Josh Allen to win the MVP. This year I'm sitting back and I'm saying I don't love anybody but if you're going to make me kind of give you a pick here, and I get it, you're going to want a pick, I'm going to take Brady. You know, I went in on him a little bit, and I got him at 12 to 1. I know that people said, ah, you know what? He's only 10 to 1. If you were lucky, you could have gotten the 15, 17 to 1, whatever it was. I got the 12 to 1, and I feel confident with the 12 to 1. I think Brady's going to have a big year. Um, but I also dribbled a little bit on Trevor Lawrence just because it's a massive payoff. 100 bucks wins you like 9000 I mean, it's unbelievable. Why would you not take a shot? if this kid is the next, the next Marino, the next Mahomes, that that rookie, that the next Justin Herbert, that just rolls onto the, the, the absolute platform. And think about it. All he needs to do is, you know, do a really good job at quarterback and, and the division kind of come back to him a little bit. Because if Jacksonville sniffs a playoff and Herbert has, I mean, I'm sorry, Lawrence has a good year, it'll be like Herbert last year, you know, and people are going to have to, you're going to have to have a conversation about him. So, I mean, look, I threw a little bit on it. All right, let's talk about Tom Brady and Tampa Bay. Tom Brady and Tampa Bay, they're going to win this division, and this is one of my better bets. And they're going to win the division handedly. They're not only going to win the division handedly, they're also going to absolutely just demolish their over 11-and-a-half wins. When you see 11-and-a-half, you get a little crazy because it's a 16-game season. Well, this is a 17-game season. So, assume that you're getting this, you know, at – 10 and a half or whatnot. I always look at it from the other perspective, and I explained this a couple of times on the show. Instead of thinking, "Yo, know, oh man, can they win twelve games?" Think, "Can you find six losses in Tampa Bay?" You know, because I can't. So I'm looking at this Tampa Bay schedule. There's a reason why people are talking about an undefeated season. Now, I think it's impossible to go undefeated in a 17 game season. It's just the nature of the beast. You'll never see me doing it. But find me the game where they'll be underdogs I, I i don't even know Let, let's go look look dallas atlanta at home at the rams maybe at new england no way miami philly at philly chicago at new orleans they're still favored there at washington still favored there the giants indy atlanta buffalo at home they're favored there new orleans at carol so outside of week three at the rams more than likely this is a team that you look at and you go, they're going to be favored in every single game. He's going to have Brady's going to have a phenomenal year. Their defense is stout. Everything is working for Tampa Bay, and they're in a weak division. Let's talk about the rest of the division. Atlanta is going to be the bottom dwellers here. I, I don't like what I saw from them. Look, I don't like the idea that the Atlanta Falcons still just have a bad defense. I mean, there's just no way around it. I can't sugarcoat it. They have a bad defense. I don't believe Mike Davis is a, a bell cow. Seventeen game back. I don't think that they're going to suddenly get better by adding a rookie tight end instead of Julio Jones. Um, So yeah, there's, there's a lot to dislike about Atlanta. I like the overs. (laughs) I like the over. And by the way, I am not in on Kyle Pitts this year. I don't care how talented he was and he's the unicorn. uh, uh, Tell me about all that. Tell me about the last tight end. That was a rookie that did anything special because they are used to learning how to block early on. And it's a different kind of game. Rookie tight ends take a minute to get into the NFL. So I don't like Atlanta. I don't like New Orleans either. Look, Jameis Winston probably should be the starter. I'm not going to disagree with that. But where is he going with this ball? Alvin Kamara should be like five guys on him. He lost his tight end. He lost Michael Thomas, as number one receiver. He lost the number two receiver, who's now playing in Buffalo. So he's going with Callaway as his number one guy. You could tell me that Jameis Winston is going to be a better player this year, and I think under Sean Payton he will be. And he can say, I see people go, oh, he's going to lead the league in receptions, in, in uh, passing yards. Okay, who's going to get the receptions, guys? Who? Who's catching the ball? Because that's the problem with Jameis. When he's under pressure, he's looking for people. And he's looking to throw the ball, and he's looking to throw the ball downfield. He doesn't have anybody this year. So I am down on New Orleans. I'll take the under for team total wins there as well. I am up on Carolina. I think they are very well coached. I really like this defense. Uh, Jeremy Chin is a fantastic defensive player that people aren't talking about. He's all over the field. And you look at their defense, they got a couple of players that you go, all right, you know, Brian Burns, they got some quiet names there on defense that can surprise you. Christian McCaffrey is the big name on offense, obviously, and they got some receiving weapons, so it all comes down to Sam Darnold, but not really, and that's one of the things with this kind of team. It doesn't all come down to Sam Darnold because they can run. It's been a Christian McCaffrey-led team for a little while, so it can be McCaffrey, 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 short passing games, you know, Robbie Anderson getting a couple of passes from Sam Darnold. All of a sudden, this team gets a little bit of offense with this defense, I think Carolina impresses this year. Now, they are very far away. They're closer to Atlanta than they are to Tampa. So I don't think that they're a threat for this division in any way, shape, or form. But, guys, it's still something to take a peek at and say, Caroline is doing the right thing. They have the right pieces in place. They now have a talented quarterback, a good young defense, good running game, decent receivers, really good coach. I like everything Carolina is doing. Let's go to the NFC West the best division in football, the most jumbled-up division in football. So we're going to take it, and I want to preface this. I'm going with the last-place team that in so many other divisions here in in the entire NFL, they might win the division. I'm going with Arizona. I think Arizona falls to fourth place here. But I will tell you this. If Arizona was in the NFC East, they, they might win the division. If Arizona was in the NFC North, they'd be battling for the division. If if they were Arizona was in the AFC South, they're winning the division. You know, they are not a bad team. I just think that they're a little up against it this year. Look, I like Kyler Murray, but I don't like Cliff Kingsbury. I know that they work well together, but I don't like him as a head coach. He's proven that he can't win. He didn't prove it uh, that he could win at the college level, hasn't proved that he could win at the pro level, not consistently. What I will say about Arizona, though, is at the end of the year, if you're a betting man, keep an eye on them because the market will be down on them, and their late-year schedule is just its a wash. So it, if you look at them, they're going to go crazy late in the year, especially Murray to Hopkins. I don't like their running back situation, though. I don't love their offensive line situation. I think their defense still needs help. Again, in another division, I'd be glowingly talking about Arizona, but I don't like Kingsbury, and I got a lot of questions about them. And they're in this division, which is why I have San Francisco in third place in this division. Yes, I am not doubting how good Shanahan is. And I'm also not doubting that San Francisco might be in the Super Bowl this year. But everything has to fall right. And you're asking a lot of things to fall right that in an NFL world doesn't often fall right. And that is health and just career years of players. You have Trey Sermon and and Mostert and Hasty. Yeah, sure. But they're all... Question marks. Every one of them has a question mark attached to it. you and Debo Samuel, uh, George Kittle, all of them. How many times have they been on the field together? Right. They'll all be really good when they're on the field. How many times have they been on the field together? How many times have they been on the field? George Kittle plays the game as hard as anybody out there. This is a problem. Jimmy Garoppolo is not the issue. And I know everybody wants to talk about Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. Look, when Trey Lance and I am a guy that on my show two years ago had FCS – uh, correspondence on to talk about this kid, Trey Lance, that nobody knew about but me. I love Trey Lance. He's not ready for the NFL. We knew when he was drafted, he's going to take some time. He's not ready quite yet. So he's not going to burst onto the scene and make this a passing team. All of a sudden, Jimmy Garoppolo can win, but there's a lot of question marks, even on the defensive side where San Francisco looks pretty good. Nick post is coming back from an injury. They lost some defensive backs. Look, I like Fred Warner, but I'm not touching San Francisco. I'm not going anywhere near anything with them. I understand they could be a Super Bowl team this year, okay? But everything has to fall right. I don't like to bet on everything falling right. And I'm not going to bet on everything falling not right either. So it's a double-edged sword. How about Seattle? They're coming in second for me. Seattle's a team every single year in like July. I'm out on Seattle. And That's it. I'm done. You know, it's the same thing every year. And then by the time... September rolls around, I'm going, eh, it's hard for me to see them not winning. Why? Because I'm such a Russell Wilson fan. I really am, and I know what he can do. But I've watched year after year after year now, Russell Wilson have eight games, nine games of he's the MVP of the league. And then the second half of the season, P. Carroll takes the ball out of his hands. Russell Wilson doesn't quite look as good. Things go bad. Last year in week eight, we had... Um, one of the our segments, talking about will he set the all-time touchdown mark of 55 because it was an actual prop play available. That's how good Russell Wilson was early, and then what did he do? He fizzled down the stretch, and so did Seattle. Chris Carson I like can't stay healthy. Uh, DK Metcalf I like faded at the end last year. Tyler Lockett I like doesn't get any respect. Offensive line, a little bit weak. you got to like Adams. you got to like Wagner. Outside of that, they still can't get pressure on the quarterback. So I think that Seattle is a team that is where we always see them, just about a playoff team because Russell Wilson's going to stand on his head. Now you could sit back and you could argue with me, Tom. This is the year they're going to let Russ cook. Well, if it is, well, great. I just I need to see it, and I've never seen it, which gives me the Rams. I'm not betting on the Rams to win the West. I advise everybody to stay way away from anybody who win the West. I'm not betting on the Rams to even go over their team total. But I'm going to take them here because they have the least amount of question marks. I think Cam Akers going down uh, is getting overlooked at how big of an impact that is because Daryl Henderson is not the lead back that you want him to be. Um, he's not going to run it, uh, you know, for 17 games and, and tote it 17 to 20 times. That's why they got Sony Michelle. I mean, what is Sony Michelle, right? You got to like Cooper Cup. You like Woods. You like the passing game. I'm a I'm a Stafford guy. But here's the thing with Stafford. What we've seen throughout his career is he gets banged up because he gets hit a lot. When he starts to get hit a lot, I don't want to say he makes mistakes, but he rushes things and bad errand throws because he's got a bad offensive line. And you can say, sure, of course, no problem. He's in Detroit. Well, this offensive line is old, guys. Right? This is an old offensive line that I don't think people are realizing how not good this offensive line might be. Now, their defense is good, but they lost some players as well. So, again... Every team in the West, to me, has issues. I'm going to take the Rams because I think they have the least amount of issues. But I'm not going near anybody. I think the Rams are an overinflated number. I think you probably get... And I think San Francisco's a little overinflated. If you're looking to make a bet in this division, I'll take the shot at the Cardinals to maybe put things together. But why go near it? Why throw your money at anything? So, all right, guys. In the NFC, I got Washington, Green Bay. uh. Tampa Bay, it hurts me to say that. Washington, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and the Rams. So my wild card teams. Well, you look at the North, and I want to say that the Bears can get there. But like I said, until I know Justin Fields, I can't do it, so nobody's coming from the North. And while I want to be the guy that says Carolina makes the playoffs, because I am close. I am close to being the Carolina makes the playoffs guy. There's just too much talent outside. I think Carolina goes over 500. Nine wins. It seems about good for them. Maybe they even go 10, but I don't know if that's enough to get them the playoff. So I'm going to give one of the playoff spots to Dallas. The other one's going to come between the second NFC West team. And that second NFC West team, according to what I just talked about, was Seattle. Overall, though, the wild card really won't matter. Okay? And the reality is, is that Green Bay, I don't think, wins in the playoffs because, look, Aaron Rodgers doesn't win in the playoffs, and I don't think that the Rams are quite there. I have Washington against Tampa, and I want to take Washington. But when it, it, all said and done, and you know, I sit back and I do my show prep, and I go, you know, there's there's great value on Washington. Maybe I could talk myself into Washington. Yeah, this is, and you look at the numbers, and you look at the papers, and everything turns out, and you go, Washington is a team that could give Tampa problems. Washington's a team that might do Washington. I, I kind of like them if they go ahead and, and then I go, is there any chance? That come January, I'm going to take Ryan Fitzpatrick over Tom Brady? And the answer is inevitably, absolutely not. So I have Tampa Bay going to the Super Bowl against Buffalo. Now, this is an intriguing Super Bowl because we know how much Tom Brady destroys Buffalo his entire career. But I think they slay the dragon. This is the year, guys, I think that Tom Brady might win the MVP. I think that Tampa Bay will have the best record in the NFL, but I think the Buffalo Bills finally get there. Orchard Park celebrate, go through tables. It'll be awesome. Give me the Buffalo Bills as my Super Bowl winner this year. So that's it, guys. Look, that that's my uh, my analysis. I gave you a couple of good teams. I, I I think Jacksonville is a crazy bet, but you know what? Good odds. Carolina, maybe you want to sprinkle something on them. They're a team to watch. I gave you a couple of these prop plays out there. I love the Najee Harris. I'll repeat that again. I do think Stefan Diggs over is a really good play as well. And you, you look at the Tom Brady. I like the over for touchdowns. 36 and a half is a pretty good over under for his touchdown number. So I think I got gave you guys quite a bit to go on and able to make some money. I am seriously pumped up. The NFL is here. The next time we talk, guys, we're going to be talking week one of the NFL. I'm Tom Barton for Wagering Week. We'll be back, and you can bet on that.